it's time to talk about those flying monkeys. You've tuned in to When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. I'm Dr. Linda F. Williams. I take survivors of abuse and trauma from pain to purpose so that you take back your power, tap into the truth of who you are, and live your best life now. Flying monkeys is a term we use to describe the plethora of individuals that a narcissist recruits throughout your relationship with them and they lean on this group of individuals after you break up with them in order to make your life miserable. Let's talk about what kinds of flying monkeys there are, how they're utilized and recruited throughout the relationship and then tell you how to deal with these people after the breakup. In a previous video on narcissism, I talked about the various stages of the relationship as you move through it. Now, with respect to these flying monkeys, I've got four stages of that during which flying monkeys are used to support the narcissist's lies and how these flying monkeys apply at each stage. There are four. Idealization, devaluation, discard, and hover. First, let's talk about idealization. Now, idealization is the love bombing phase. You're going to get that. They make you feel so good. They have, if you didn't know how not to talk too much, they've devised their game plan based on whatever you've told them about your past relationships, your background, whatever. It's all fodder to draw you in to them. They're never going to, in the love bomb phase, show you any negative aspects of their characters, even though if you watch, you may see glimpses of it. It's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. But in this love bombing phase, what they do is they use their flying monkey recruit to support whatever stories they're presenting to you, to back them up, to... to, to to give them social affirmation when they take you out. This might be a best friend. A lot of times it might be family members of theirs, acquaintances, people in their job, whatever, to try to support their stories. Now, if you watch, there's a subtle string of their... It's like, so for instance... If I want to get away with something and I've told a lie, say, to my parents, then what I'm going to do is everything but say, no, I didn't do it. Because I don't want a so-called lie about it. But I'm not going to let you know that I did that. So what they do is they recruit these people to, yeah, man, remember the time so-and-so and so-and-so, so, yeah. And also in this stage, they will have their flying monkeys tearing down the people they dealt with in previous relationships. 
Now, I don't know what the flying monkeys gain out of this, but hey, they duped you. They have duped many others before you. They're probably duping people at their job, and they will continue to dupe any individual that they can keep strong along, along their trail of, look at me, I'm the greatest, I'm the best. So watch out for the people who support their stories. The next stage is devaluation. Now, during the devaluation phase of the narcissistic abuse you're going to endure in the relationship, the flying monkeys is canned laughter in the sitcom, for instance. So, in other words, the flying monkeys encourage and echo the narcissist's negative sentiments about the person that they're denigrating. So, they may... Listen to whatever story they built up why they are devaluating you, okay? It's getting to the point in the relationship where they're ready to, to just, you're not serving their purposes for whatever reason. And these people will cover the narcissist while they're grooming a new source of attention. So they're going to do and say whatever that narcissist needs them to do or say in order to support what the narcissist is doing even behind your back. So the reason they, they, they equate this to canned laughter is I remember when I was a kid, I was so used to the laughter right on cue, right on cue, right on cue that I thought it was really the audience. So that when I went to a comedy or a movie and didn't hear that, it sounded weird to me. It's like, okay, so where's the laughter? That was a joke. But it's just that they are parroting support and giving cover to this narcissist while he may be interested in somebody else. She may be interested in somebody else because now they need a new conquest. In the discard phase of the flying monkey dynamic, the flying monkeys allow the narcissist to control the narrative and escape accountability. So my, no matter how much you're trying to say, no, this isn't right in your behavior, yada, yada, and try to hold them accountable, they'll have people around you, even your own family members, who will say, no, I don't think so. You're seeing that the wrong way. I can't believe that so-and-so would do something like that. You must be misunderstanding, okay? So basically, the, the narcissists have set you up and centered you as the scapegoat for their behaviors so that the people around you that you're trying to tell is what's going on are not going to believe it because they've got them duke, could be your own family members, you know, or they're, they're people that they are bringing around them to give them an alibi to cover the fact that what you have said that they have done didn't even happen. Or, no, he didn't do that because he was at my house, yada, yada, yada. Or, no, I can't imagine Joe would do something like that because Joe, blah, 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 blah. So basically, they provide alibis for whatever narrative that narcissist has developed around you. The next phase is the hover phase. This is after you cut them behind loose. 
okay? Now they're sending people in to spy or to put little messages in your ear, trying to reel you back in. See, they, these people around doing again what's so bad about it. it could be people that you have trusted, been friends with, your own family members. They got them so duped that these people are either deliberately or unknowingly becoming the mouthpiece for the narcissist. And you have to be careful of these individuals because before you know it, the gaslighting that that individual did to you that caused you to want to walk out of the relationship is even after you cut ties with them. You could be having no contact with this knucklehead and they got other people busy, 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 flying around you, trying to tell, watching you what you're doing paying attention to what you're telling the flying monkey because you may not even know it's a flying monkey standing around you and everything you say gets back to the narcissist. Everything you do on social media gets back to the narcissist. Anything that you're doing gets back to the narcissist. Why? Because the narcissist can use any and all information to reel you back in. That's the hover phase. There are two types or two overall categories of flying monkeys the benevolent which are the innocent peacemaker type of flying monkeys who are totally unaware that they're flying monkeys and there are the malevolent ones who know what they're doing let's talk about the types of benevolent flying monkeys there are the benevolent flying monkeys have four basic characteristics. Look for these. The harm they inflict is largely unintentional. They're clueless, walking around, just doing what they're being manipulated into. They're susceptible to manipulation clearly because that's what a narcissist loves, is somebody who can be blindly manipulated into doing their bidding. They have poor boundaries. They don't know how to draw boundaries in relationships and they're people pleasers generally. So you want to know who among you and in your social circles might have those traits because once you decide that you want to pull away from the uh, narcissist, you may need to run inventory on individuals that you determine may well be set up to be flying monkeys. I'll tell you in a minute why you need to know this. These benevolent individuals can be meddlers, empaths, or empathic people who feel other people's pain, so that sets them up to be manipulated. The coward who is just going to do what's necessary to keep the peace because they cannot handle conflict. Now let's talk about the malevolent flying monkeys, ones that mean you harm. The harm's intentional, as I just said. They take genuine pleasure in destroying other people. They are amoral, and they are highly antisocial. Keep those traits in mind for after you break up, and we'll talk more about this later. But some of these are scandal mongers. They just love to run the trouble and talk about it. They're narcissists themselves, so they can understand and relate to the narcissist. And 
I hate to tell you that, but some of them can be psychopaths. Now, these are some of their common behaviors. Gossiping, spying on you, gaslighting you, manipulating you, harassing you. Trust me, you're going to get some harassment. Sabotaging you. And that's the worst because people will be sabotaging you. You're trusting them, talking to them, crying on their shoulders, and they are just looking to do you harm the whole time. Enabling. They're going to do whatever necessary to enable the narcissist. Intimidation. You already know if you have had a relationship with a narcissist that you're going to be intimidated. That whole gaslighting dynamic is, is an attempt at manipulating you. And victim blaming. Like, we don't know all of that. Now, we've talked about how narcissists use flying monkeys and how they can be covertly implanted in your social circuit, your friendships, or your family. But now let's talk about how to address these dynamics. When you find out that somebody's been spying on you, or better yet, before you allow these knuckleheads to begin spying on you, I want you to, as I said earlier, I listed the characteristics of these different benevolent and malevolent flying monkeys. Your first order of attack is to familiarize yourself with those characteristics and like it or not, if you are serious about breaking away from a narcissist, you're going to have to do inventory on the people in your social and inner circles. I know it's hard to believe. This dynamic and the narcissistic dynamic and the flying monkeys can exist within family systems. So if you're talking about that that can even exist within a family dynamic, how much more is it going to exist in your social circles, especially if those circles, especially if those social circles are people that he introduced you to or she introduced you to, or if they have been developed as a social circle while you were together, or you have seen yourself when you tried to talk about what's going on in the relationship, you might find in your family certain people that just don't believe it, or they, whether they're benevolently or malevolently gaslighting you, trying to tell you you ain't seeing stuff clearly. These are all people you're going to have to cut yourself off from in this period after you break up with the narcissist. Now, I'm not saying for sure that these are going to be relationships that are going to be permanently broken or not. But the whole key is it's survival right now, maintaining your peace of mind and your sanity and taking control of the post-breakup period so that you know what's coming and you're not getting blindsided. So if you run into people who are spying on you, the best thing to do is to proactively shut down all your social media. I'm not saying delete it or close it. I'm just saying that you may have to consider readjusting your security settings so that your stuff is private. In other words, you're only showing your posts to people who are friends 
with you. I would strongly suggest it on your social media platforms, any individuals that you are connected to who meet the characteristics that we discussed earlier or in the past have not believed you when you were trying to tell them what was going on, you're going to have to disconnect from them. The greatest way to set yourself up for a spy is to leave your social media wide open. Don't do it. Disconnect from friends that you met through him, people that you know have covered for him, and anybody else in your social circles, and make sure that you set up your security so that it's private and only your friends and connections can see your post. Next thing, you get that unexpected phone call coming in. Somebody that you haven't heard from during the relationship or after you broke up or something, and your gut tells you, I have no idea what this is about, but I'm not about to find out. You can you can handle that one of two ways. You can listen to what they have to say so that they tell on themselves that you already know what's going on. And or, and always, zip it. Zip it. They're trying to get you to start talking about this knucklehead and what went on in the relationship and what's going on. Zip it. Zip it. Okay. Also, if they're calling you on the phone and you haven't heard from them, your gut telling you your spidey senses are going off, something ain't right, then you want to make sure that you're going into your social media disconnected from that person. And if you're going to choose to listen to what they have to say, know that you're going to be triggered throughout. I'm just saying. Okay, you're going to be triggered. You're going to have to shut up, suck it up, and listen up. If you're going to choose to listen, you do not defend yourself. Don't say a negative thing about the knucklehead that you just left. Just zip it. Now, you can choose if you're not ready to be able to handle your emotions from listening to a bunch of lies, false accusations, then don't listen to that. Just zip it, disconnect from them on social media, and refuse to answer the phone next time they call. Period. This is all about you have control over what you allow in your life, and you have control over how you choose to set yourself up or not with this narcissist. All right, so they're going to be spying. Gossip and smear campaigns. Holy crap. Okay, so this is what you have to do. Don't go looking for this. Don't go looking for this. I talked in a previous video about, can somebody please tell me why I kept going back to a certain page on Facebook knowing the Joker was offensive, right? But we just keep going back, going back, going back. Know that if you make the choice to go looking at the narcissist's social media or people who are connected to them, or people that you are blessed enough to know are flying monkeys for them, then be prepared that you're going to be triggered. You're going to feel like responding to some crap. You're going to feel like defending yourself. 
And this is all stuff that puts you in the weaker one down position. You're feeding the narcissistic monster and you must starve that monster out. So just quit exposing yourself to that, okay? Now, if the flying monkeys come and try to engage you in some type of bullying behavior or or, or they want to come in droves to start uh, harassing you, this is what you have to know about that. The narcissist is going to try to turn the narrative. I was watching The Crown. I've been, in fact, I hadn't watched it before, but since the queen passed away, then I've been binge watching this Netflix show called The Crown. And at one point, I observed something that I had seen before, kind of figured out that, yeah, that's what's happening and that's what I need to watch for. But at some point, some stuff went down and the guilty party went running to the queen with their side of it wrapped in a lie on somebody else, okay? And what I got out of that was the person who had done the wrong will be the first person to run and tell somebody some stuff because by, by running and telling somebody some stuff, they control the narrative. And the narcissist will want to control the narrative. More than that, the narcissist's idea of controlling the narrative means that they are going to turn as many people against you as they can, even if it's a lie, and it's more likely to be a lie than the truth. And what the flying monkeys do is they keep perpetuating that narrative, feeding into that posting this and posting that, add their voices to that narrative. And it's maddening. It's maddening. And it makes you want to fight back, strike back, defend yourself. But you must not do that. That's why I'm asking you, don't even read it. Don't even read it. If you're going to hear this mess, they're going to have to bring this mess to you. You are not out there looking for it. Don't keep going looking for the negativity that's going to interfere with your peace. Hey, they're going to tell lies. Just Can we just suck that up and get that? They're going to tell a bunch of lies on you. And if you're going to come from the weaker position of every time somebody throws a firebomb your way, you're going to run over there with the fire extinguisher and try to put it out. There's a hundred more fireballs there to be thrown at your behind. And unless and until you're going to go and deal with the whole lot of the fireballs, you will be trying to put out fireballs balls left and right and that's going to interfere with your peace it's going to take you off focus of healing and take you off where you need to concentrate your energies now is on the self introspection and healing that will position you to see a narcissist coming a hundred miles away and avoid the whole mess in the first place that anytime you're chasing anything that is out of your control you can't control who's throwing these fireballs sorry hate to tell you that's just what the deal is and because you can't control the throwers of the fireballs quit going over there where they throw in the fire that's all i'm saying
You want to rise above this mess. You don't want to get drawn into it because that feeds the narcissist. Starve him out. It'll confuse these knuckleheads if you are just rising above it, not defending yourself, not engaging. Do not engage. Now, here's one that I would never have thought that these knuckleheads would do. But I understand that they will even try to do one of these interventions where they got you circled by a bunch of mofos, spitting the lies the narcissist fed them. You're the problem. It's your fault. If you wouldn't have, you should have. And frankly, I would just shut down, walk away from that crap. I wouldn't even go go there. But you know, if you're strong enough, you could sit there and listen to it. And I mean strong enough means that you can listen, act like you're paying attention. I would be so off thinking about what's for dinner the whole time. Be looking at them and, and I'll be looking 14 karat crazy because my I can't listen to this crap. But if you're strong enough, listen to it. And when they get done, hey, this is the deal, y'all. No emotion behind it. You all have all clearly told me what you think of me, what you think of the situation, and whatever he, you're on his side, apparently. At no point did any of y'all come to me and ask me my side of the story. That being the case, I have no further interest in, in anything that you have to say, and I would appreciate it if you would keep that stuff for yourself going forward, and I would kindly leave, kindly walk away. You've drawn the boundary, and you didn't let them see you sweat. If you can do that, cool. Let me know about it, because I want to know all about it. So, those are just a few of the things that you need to know if you want to Walk away from a narcissist and avoid the, 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 the fallout from behind it because you're going to get some fallout. Sorry, Charlie. That's all there is to it. They cannot handle when you have control of yourself. And when they can't handle it, they start acting out in all the ways just discussed. Hey, look, if there's any of you who have dealt with the post break up aftermath with a narcissist give us your best tips below there's a lot of people i'd like to see us all start this conversation you know if there's something here that i've said that you've done or something i've missed or give us whatever you got how did you handle the aftermath and keep your peace click below Hit me up. Let's get started. Let's talk. I'm offering a complimentary 30-minute breakthrough session. Be sure to let me know if you want to talk. Uh, click the link below. Let's go straight to the appointment to make the appointment for the complimentary session. And I look forward to seeing you. In the meantime, always remember your greatest power is realizing the truth of who you are. Know that truth. Thank you for joining me today on When Your Mind Becomes the Scene of the Crime podcast. Schedule your free breakthrough session now at lindafwilliams.com. That's lindafwilliams.com.